everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yes, this week we watched the episodes, let's see, it's 9 through 16 of Spring Turns to Spring, but that is the next four hours because they split the episodes and we talked about it last week and I guess I won't harp on on it this week but I just wanted to be so unbelievably clear my god I like it because maybe you're watching in the late future maybe you're watching on Netflix someday and they have it in four episode chunks we're going usual speed four hours at a time this is part two um welcome to the welcome to the bomb (laughs) I have that song stuck in my head every minute of every day. It's It just keeps playing, and it's cute in the sense that everyone in this show has the word bomb in their name, just like everyone. And I think that means spring, oh. which is where the title comes from. Damn, well, the more you know. Gotta learn Korean one of these days, am I right? <laughs> I could be totally wrong. It was my guess. Uh, we'll see. We'll figure it out eventually. We'll learn Korean eventually. And then we'll let you know. Yep. We will be the only source of that information. You cannot Mm -hmm. look it up. Do not. You need us. (laughs) Please. Please. Um, This show is really easy to binge. We're kind of flying through it. And I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, we also have to fly through it in the sense that uh, when the laptop was gone for a minute... Um, we got nothing done, and so now we have to just, like, play catch-up. So, I feel hashtag blessed that it's so easy to binge. Yeah. If you want some behind-the-scenes, some real-life what's going on at Play on K, we might finish this Korean drama in one week, which would be an all-time record. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know if... It's crazy because I feel like before we started the podcast, I have binged like a show in two days, a whole show, a whole Korean drama in two days. And then as soon as we started the podcast, um, the thing is, is if I make anything even remotely like a job, even if I love to do it, I immediately become so resistant. Will not do it. Mm -mm. Yep. Yeah. I feel like I used to binge Korean dramas, but I have found it easier to binge Chinese dramas, and I think they are very similar to what we've got going on here with Spring Turns to Spring, where they're a lot more silly fun, Mm -hmm. just like chill, but also very random. The stakes are pretty low. They pretend they're high for like a second, but then they're low again. Yep, they just We're just having fun. Yeah, we'll figure this out. I think we can figure this out. So we'll just uh we'll just not worry about it. Yeah. There's no emotional toll, so it's easy to watch in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. Though this it's interesting how we have paced this K drama in the sense that I feel like there's been a pretty decent cliffhanger. At the end of every set of episodes we've watched, there have only been two sets so far. This is episode two of the of the podcast. <laughs> um, but they're nailing it. Yeah, because this last one, I am curious to see 
if it's similar to the cliffhanger before it, uh, wherein 15 <laughs> minutes into the next episode, it's resolved. We didn't talk about it last time. I genuinely forgot that they found out they would never switch bodies again. And that they, at least, they found out one of them had a tumor in her brain. But they very quickly found out it was both of them. And then, yeah, pretty much blink of an eye, they're like, we're going to get this surgery. To me, brain surgery. You could have so much emotional buildup of like, is this going to work? Is it going to be worth it? It seems very dangerous. Like, should we just live this way forever or should we get this surgery? None of that. They're just going to get the surgery. It's not really dangerous at all. Here we go. They're fine. Everything's back to normal. Those crazy kids were jumping up and down in their freaking hospital room after that surgery. They were just leaping through the air, up and down. Uh, no problem. No problem celebrating with each other. Uh, dancing. Cute. Fun. Active. And then also it didn't work. A day later they switch back. So like, hey, what's the point of that storyline? Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, just to like make a, make them sweat, make us sweat? I wasn't so sweating it. I think it was, yeah, supposed to make us sweat. They didn't seem to be sweating it that much at all. Yeah. I don't know. I Who mean, was they, supposed to sweat that? They both had moments where they were convinced that the other person would absolutely ruin their lives if they told the truth about what was going <laughs> on. So there was some sweat in that sense. That's fair. That's very sad. Very funny and very sad. I would also expect Bomi to absolutely ruin my life if I knew her and she had that kind of control over, I don't know, my family and their happiness and what they thought of me. You're not wrong. Yeah, Bomi's crazy. Bomi is evil. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't sold on it in the first four episodes. You were like, you saw it. You called it from a mile away. You said she's a bad person. Irredeemable. And I said, I don't know. She's like, they seem to just be doing the like very go-getter. She'll do anything to get what she wants. But there's got to be a line. There's got to be a where does it end? Where does empathy kick in? And they've made it pretty clear in these four episodes that there is no empathy in her body. She is inhuman. Yeah, because they don't have... I mean, the one moment that it felt like she had some kind of human feeling was the single second where she thought, oh, this body has a brain. I need to call that lady and let her know. And then immediately she sabotaged that. And then um, she called her Uni at her wedding. And that was cute. Cute. Oh. And But even then, that was at her wedding. Uh, she was pretty distracted. She didn't seem too worried about it. And then um, I don't think that makes you a good person. So <laughs> it did make me want it all to be fixed and be over. Because that was a very touching scene between the two of them. Like the first time they switched back. Or, you know, at some point they switched back. They kind of said their goodbyes and they were like, nice, we're back. Let's agree to never see each other again. Whereas this one was like, nice, we're back. 
happy wedding. We're kind of sisters forever. Like we've bonded over this shared experience and we might vaguely be part of each other's lives for the rest of for the rest of time. And that's really cute. Yeah, it is. It's adorable. And then they took it away so quickly. I mean, at least they don't seem to blame each other anymore as much for what's going on. Uh, they both kind of seem to acknowledge that they are both victims in this yeah. situation, which is refreshing because for a while when they were just fighting over everything, it just it was getting I just want to see women supporting women. You know me. <laughs> You've been listening uh-huh. to the podcast up to this point, man, and you don't know that I just want all of the women to be friends in every K-drama and support each other, then damn, it's like you don't know me at all, listener. Welcome to Raquel's world. It is women (laughs) supporting women only in here. (laughs) We need that energy. And they had it for just a second, and then they took it away. Can we talk (sighs) about the CIA? Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> they are maybe my favorite part of this whole show. Because they are not the counterintelligence agency. In case you were wondering. <laughs> in case you thought they were, in case you were confused. That's not a crime. We can call ourselves the CIA. <laughs> absolutely. We are allowed to do that. We can absolutely call ourselves that, yes. And even if we're not allowed to, we're doing it anyway. Except they branded their fake unloaded gun also as cia also as C- they put like a piece of tape on it that's cia <laughs> but it was what was it california intelligence agency okay. i think yeah so pretty much the same thing but instead of counter it's california okay so now i'm curious was that intentional that it was wrong absolutely because they said they're just private investigators like they are not even a California agency, as far as I was aware. I'm so confused on the logical leaps we've taken to get here. I love it. <laughs> I'm so in love with this CIA, this new and different. It make everything makes so much more sense of like how weird they are, how they don't operate with like working lights. Or an office. They try and kidnap people off the streets. It's all coming together. They Four people together break into one dingy-ass apartment-slash-business. And then they get into an argument in the just loudly. It's just very bad intrigue, subterfuge. I'm here for it. Why are you so mad at this? I don't know. I usually love absurdity like that, but for some reason I was just, like, so disappointed in the villains that they have created. I love it. I'm here for it. Because that car scene, I was rolling. Oh, yes. Where it's the car chase. I mean, they have the camera in the car where it's obviously the four children, like, beating each other up. Very funny on its own. But then to be captured and have a nun beat up all these adults and just get into this massive street fight. And you're like, that's the CIA. How could they be beat by a few civilians? 
I was pretty proud of Bomi stepping in, though, when she was worried for the nun. Like, bitch, you can't beat up a nun. Are you kidding me? You just <laughs> Do not made- hit back if a nun hits you. You just made this a real fucking fight. Get out of here. I love it. Why? Why is any of that happening? I will never understand. It was That part was very good, though. I like that nun quite a bit. Yeah, I hope she comes back. So good. But, yeah, there's so much absurdity in this show, and you kind of get the feeling that the villains are all around them, especially with them trying to keep their body swaps a secret. It's like everybody turns into the villain of the show. Because you don't want anybody to know. Even, like, when the team leader finds out that they're swapping bodies, I was like, this is a good thing. I like this. But they are both objectively pretty terrified of anyone knowing. Yeah. He also had the exact reaction that they were worried about. Just precisely the reaction they did not want him to have. uh, Which is so weird. Fire her help someone that this is i mean that's how you get yourself committed my dude how are you gonna prove that bruh bruh i don't think body swapping is a fireable offense at least not in the u.s (laughs) as far as i'm aware that team meeting where he starts having his full come apart and talking about ufos you're like yeah see is this your plan is this how you're going to convince people? You're already setting yourself up for failure. You're doing a bad job and I'm worried for you. I don't want to see you committed. You're probably my favorite character. I feel like you are the only person who has any amount of sanity in this show. Yeah, I don't know. I think I go back and forth on him so much because I can't tell what they're doing with his relationship with Bomi. It is... Very confusing. Either ship it or don't. Don't tease me like this and then be like, (laughs) he finds out her secret and immediately tries to get her fired. Yeah. I also want to know if I'm allowed to... I want to know how much I should hope for this ship to set sail. Like, if if it's just me, that's fine. That's fine. Just let me know. Give me a clear indication of what is happening with them. Are they going to be together or not? Because I I don't know. He seems like another villain, if not. Yeah. He seems like he's working against Bomi if he's not interested in her. And also, even if he's not, I just I want to know how, much, how hard I'm going to get hurt when they don't end up in a romance. Because <laughs> I do want it. I want him to be her saving grace and the reason that she becomes a good person um you know it'd be interesting because it's what they do a lot with uh female tropes uh is make them just like the reason he becomes a good person and she puts up with all of his shit and this time it would be completely opposite she's terrible she's an awful person (laughs) and then he could be you know her saving grace yeah the reason she tries to stop being an absolute terror constantly and they did a good job with cutting off her other relationship very cleanly 
which was my holdup. I thought, like, if they end that, I will be all aboard the ship with the team leader. And I'm not, clearly. It still seems very unclear where we're supposed to stand on that. But I did appreciate even Lee Baum as Bomi having that conversation and being like, no, I've never been in love with you. You need to move on. And then, like, he just goes abroad. Bye. Bye. Sorry. Now we can build a new ship. <laughs> well, I, okay, I've been singing so often in this. Uh, I sang in the last episode. I don't uh-huh. know why I'm becoming this person. I've never been good at singing. I've always been, yes, fairly tone deaf, in case you didn't notice. I thought you were doing a great job. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm really enjoying it. I think keep it up for just these four episodes. Yeah, It'll just, be the spring turns to spring vibe. And then give it up forever afterward and never oh, let no. it come back, Raquel, please. I'm saying know. this to me. I'm saying this yeah. to me. It's my greatest hope that I somehow kick this weird new habit. <laughs> but let's normalize having enjoying things that you may not be the best at can sing even if you don't think you're good at it i think you're fine at it and you have a good time and that's all that matters the only person i'd sing in front of and all of our (laughs) listeners that will hear this later whoop whoop you're welcome (laughs) that's a special treat for you guys okay i have a storyline for you that i need some questions answered what's happening with the grandma first of all do you know who the grandma is i mean there's a couple um Oh, yeah, there's two. Okay, let's start with sweet baby grandma. Okay, the one that that her son is so mean to her and he can go ahead and choke. I'm done with him. Yeah, he gets moved up. I I still don't think he's as bad as Sojin, and I will explain myself. But he gets moved way up, probably equal, equal villain terms. Even Bomi thinks if even Bomi thinks you're a piece of trash garbage for the way you're treating your mom, your mama, your mommy, hey your mom, uh you are behaving pretty fucking poorly. I didn't get it at first. It took me a long time to be like she seems really nice. Why wasn't she around for the birth of her first grandchild and her grandchild's first birthday or like ever just in like the past 20 or so years I didn't get it I thought maybe there was a reason she hated Lee Baum there was that weird scene where you first see her being like this lady's 70th birthday parties in a nice fancy hotel she'll never be as good as me and you're like okay she's a little bit of a trash monster we don't like her i get it i'm on the same page as you and then absolutely no that was a really random scene she is a doll she's perfect why why are we all mad at her why is this why is this boy misbehaving so badly because he's a bad person he's the worst Uh. i cannot i okay we can, like, circle back to the ending, but, like, I do want to say it was very satisfying to watch him get punched in the face twice. Twice. Also, slapped in the face twice, because when he chases his mom out of the house, she and Bomi as Lee Bomb both slap him in the face, and they're like, that's your mom. You need to respect her. You don't treat anyone like moment. that, but especially not your mom. Do not be ashamed of her. 
I don't even understand this society that tells you you can't be an assemblyman if your mom was a restaurant worker. That doesn't even make sense. She worked super hard. You fool. You're a fool. <laughs> slap. Two slaps for you. Double slap. Um, the other mom. Much more problematic. So much more problematic. I mean, nature versus nurture. I'm seeing a lot of nature here. Yeah, I get, like, I get that she's so similar to Bomi. I just, Bomi is a main character, so they endeared her to me in certain ways that they never had to endear the mom in the same ways. So I'm just like, you need to rip that jacket off of her back. You need to check her pockets every time she leaves the house. And you need to yeet her out of your life. She's she a- does not deserve to be there. Nope, she's a thief. She's a liar. I think she just got out of prison. I don't know what she was serving time for. And I would for like to know. people. Oh, she's yeah, a con yeah. artist. She's a con artist. Yep, yep, yep. And she says that. And Lee Baum is still like, eee, sketch. Uh, I guess you could stay here, though. Like, <laughs> you're Bomi's mom. Welcome to someone's home. <laughs> Lee Baum. Can we have the ounce of awareness that it takes to not let a con artist into anyone's house? I don't know. I really hate that woman. I, I don't, I think, okay, obviously we're dancing into territory of things that I shouldn't have an opinion on, but definitely do, where (laughs) I think perhaps there is a way that you can abandon your child for the first 25 to 30 years of their life and make an entrance back into their life, form a relationship and start something healthy. I like, I'm a hippie child. I enjoy love and peace in the world. I want that to be true for most people. I don't think this is the way to do it. No, no, no. It's a very poor way to do it. It's interesting because it, I mean, it was kind of an accident that she was there, right? Like, that they just happened, she happened to see her daughter gambling. Yeah. Um, and, but yes, it is still just so much to deal with. Uh, her being in a situation of, um, I don't know, someone else dragging the mom back into the life and then... The mom is, yes, just a conner, just conning everyone, always. I don't like watching it. I don't like being a part of it. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to be complicit in this. I don't want to be complicit in this, and I don't want Lee Bomb's judgment of Bomi when Bomi freaks out. And Lee Bomb is like, you gotta be nice to your mom. I don't know. No, she does not. I hate this. <laughs> what are we doing? We didn't need another character. We already had one very nice grandma. Don't make me do. Don't make me be here for this. I don't want to hate any of the moms. Can the nun be the mom? <laughs> she is. She was. She's a good mom. She's a good mom. She gave you all a car ride when y'all were acting insane. That was very kind of her, and she didn't even ask questions. That's a good mom. <sighs> There is an odd storyline. I mean, James's whole thing. What are we doing with James? James and his manager. Like, James doesn't make any sense. 
I don't get him yet, except that maybe he represents the daughter's flight to freedom and starting to understand herself. But I kind of wish she could do that more solo, like with a new mom. She could be like, what do I want? But like that scene in the hospital where freaking daughter has a lunch for James and she runs in to her mom, who is actually Bomi. And Bomi is like, daughter, you should find your own path in life and go do whatever you want. And daughter is like, I think I want to do that. Me, as like an adult who has been a 16-year-old girl, is like, mayhaps my life will be this boy. <laughs> and that is what yeah. I will pursue. <laughs> But what if we didn't have James as a character and then she could discover her own path for herself? That'd be cool, right? Yeah, her own passion. She could, maybe she discovers that all along she really did want to play piano, but she just was never given the chance to think about it. Or maybe she wants to go work in a restaurant like her grandma. Who's But to she say? never knew she had a grandma. So, like, explore your options. Let's not put a boy in the way of that. I really hypocrite corner over here. <laughs> a boy was put in the way of that for me. I never had to think about what I wanted to do with my life. I still think about it every day. Who knows? <laughs> I'm in my mid-20s. It's not like my life is over. I picked the boy first. I'll pick the dream later. I picked neither, so... <laughs> the hypocrisy is real on this <laughs> podcast. But mayhaps this girl should... Avoid boys and <laughs> go find her dream. It's really hard to do. Um. Anyways, my rant was leading back to the manager, who I'm low-level frustrated with, who is just trying to use Lee Bomb and her street cred to, like, get his career back on track. And I was so uncomfortable during the scene where everybody was trying to get Lee Baum to sign a contract to be back on TV. That was horrible. That was so hard to watch because it was actually one of the first times I can think of Lee Baum really asserting herself with her husband and Seo Jin and like standing up for what she does or does not want to do for whatever reason. She doesn't have to have any reason to not want to sign a contract for a career that she decided to leave behind. You need zero reason for that, to make that transaction. Um, it was painful to watch them all, because they're used to stepping all over her, so they just did it anyway. And it sucked. It, was, it really sucked. Yeah, it was hard to watch. That was one of the harder scenes. But also, and it kind of felt unnecessary. Why is he even in this show? Yeah, I don't. I yeah. And the woman who just kind of was there and then won the lottery and then left. I genuinely forgot about her. <laughs> because why was that? Just so they could get a store? I don't get it. Is he not a real agent? Wouldn't he? I thought he worked for a company, and that's why he got. James to sign for him but it kind of seems like he's just a solo dude signing contracts with stars yeah lone agent kind of creeping on people it feels a little bit 
is everyone conning everyone in this show? I think everyone's a con man in this show. I don't. I think everyone is not great. Yep, except team leader. We're rooting for you. Yep. You are the single, somewhat honest person in this show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're too honest. Maybe yeah. dial it back a notch. <laughs> Maybe lie to spare someone's feelings every once in a while. But like, but for the most part, keep doing lies. what you're doing. Like, that sweater looks great on you type lies. Even if they're yeah. not. <laughs> also, thank God he got a new sweater. I think he wore that yellow one for like six days in a row. I don't know how time <laughs> passes in this show. He was wearing that yellow sweater forever. Yes. And I love yellow, so I thought it was a great look. But when they pointed out that it was so threadbare, it made me uncomfortable because... Why? <sighs> don't wear clothes with holes in them. Please. Please. That makes me uncomfortable. Yes. Unless... You can't afford it. In which case, that was really insensitive of me. And wear whatever you have and you feel comfortable in. Do what you gotta do to get by. Wear clothes that you want to wear. That's. We'll go back on our word. Yep, I if you like my mind. clothes with holes in them, wear those. Why do you care about what you think? Yeah. What even is my opinion to you? Nothing. And that's how it should be. Mm-mm-mm. So. Finally caught the husband cheating. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> that was really the nail that drove the coffin. Dro- home. Home. Has <laughs> <laughs> nail, nail gotten its car? <laughs> Come on, coffin. Let's go home, bud. Got, got the car in the car. <laughs> you can't drive yourself home, coffin. You're too drunk. <laughs> You're a mess, Coffin. Get in the car. <laughs> and then what drove that Coffin home. <laughs> that's the idiom, right? I haven't been in America for a while, but I think that's the idiom. You got it 100% right. <laughs> we nailed it. Teamwork. Teamwork. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> we caught the cheater. We, we did good. It dro- It was the final. <laughs> Don't do it again, but it was the final nail in the coffin. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Avomi potentially being a remotely good person is what I was trying to say, because we found out that she is willing to use that for her advantage and not tell Levom about it. And also, like I, I knew she would have more evidence and that she wouldn't just strike one deal and then be done with it. But, like, I don't know, professionalism. If you're going to sell these pictures of someone cheating on their wife, you got to sell all the pictures. But she doesn't. She sells half of them. She's still got video evidence. So she's got so much more to work with. Classic Bomi. I don't know. Is that how you're going to get by? Seems iffy. Seems iffy, bro. But. Anyway, that's who she is. And, um, man, I just really feel like that husband. I mean, the way he smirked in the last, the final scene of the 16th episode, and all the people are standing there, not reading the room very well. 
you know. Yeah, what were they doing? Obviously, it was a surprise party, and obviously it was a surprise party to make Lee Balm look bad, because they knew their jig was up, and that she would come storming in. But uh, I guess what I'm worried about is uh, why they did not walk out as soon as punches started being thrown, you know? Like, why do you stand there and clap when the lights come on? Not, yeah. not the time. That's what I meant. It's like, you see someone get punched in the face and you don't go, oh, I think the surprise party is ruined. I think maybe we should head out. I think it's time for us to go. This seems like a private event. Um, but to stand up and clap and be like, whoa, happy birthday. It's like, yeah, read the room. It is not a happy birthday. I just slammed a cake in this lady's face. And, uh, yeah, I I don't know how they're going to resolve that. Like I said, it feels a little bit like maybe a first 15 minutes kind of deal where <laughs> we figure it out then. Uh, I think my greatest fear is that her husband really does turn it around and make it something bad for her. Because, man, that's not what women need. That sucks. Yep. I mean... I'm low-key here for this storyline that Bomi and Lee Bum, I don't know why I call it Lee Bum, <laughs> Lee Bum, uh, end up kind of on the streets together, quote-unquote. Maybe they move into a small apartment together, and they've got to learn to be women supporting women, and they figure out their lives together as this formula is being worked on. That's kind of cute. That's kind of a... I've never seen Two Broke Girls, but I feel like that's the vibe. I think that is what Two Broke Girls is about, is I two think... women who swap bodies and have to live in an apartment together while they I figure think... out how to swap back. Two Broke Girls is like that. <laughs> it's the American spinoff of Spring Jones to Spring. <laughs> I love that. I'm actually kind of here for that storyline, and... Really, their only goal is to bring down this assemblyman and his new stupid wife. What if this show... What if they gave up on trying to find a way back into their own bodies? They accepted that they'll just change back and forth forever. And instead, they used their combined powers to take down his her shitty ex-husband. That's where the real magic of the show lies. <laughs> Man, I cannot wait to see how this plays out. Yeah. I'm... So I think Sojin is still worse than the Assemblyman because she's actively working to make Lee Bomb suffer in so many various ways. Whereas I feel like the cheating husband, though ignorance is not a good excuse, I think he thinks in that stupid way that cheaters think that like the two women in his life that he loves can both be happy if he's like with both of them like he doesn't actually want Lee Baum to ever find out and ever be sad he thinks that he's smart enough to make both these women happy whereas so Jin at every turn wants Lee Baum to suffer in some way, in some aspect of her life. She's, like, trying to steal her job, her company, her husband, and her child. 
I would posit, though, that that is based on the lies that she's being fed by the husband, which is to say, again, not excusing her shitty actions, because she is an absolute dumpster fire monster. (laughs) Um, But she genuinely believes that what she's doing is for her to finally receive the love that he says if only this then you could have all of my love Um, and it's just not the right time and we can't do it this way because and it's it's essentially him being selfish and wanting it wanting it both ways he wants to have his cake and eat it too he wants both his mistress and his wife to adore him forever and so he's feeding her these lies that are kind of um misleading her making her feel like if she can just do this one last thing like push Liebom over the edge then maybe just maybe she can have what she wants what she's being promised what she's being told is hers if only she reaches out to take it so all right i see you i'll be there by the end of the show he will be the (laughs) all-time worst villain i hate him so much He is awful, and the only good part of this show with him in it was him having to carry someone down a mountain. I think the actor that plays him is so spectacular, because I think I will always hate his face forever. (laughs) Um, Kudos to you, sir. Kudos to you. You just played the most dislikable. He posted a picture of himself crying on Instagram. Like, that's, that's the lowest... That's the lowest of the low. Oh, is it? Okay, this is nitpicky. But is it just me who, like, if you have to touch your tongue, which hopefully you never do. Like, if you have to touch your tongue with your finger, you just kind of touch the tip of your tongue. Like, he was touching his tongue and then putting the spit around his eyes so that it looked like he was crying, which is objectively horrifying. A disgusting (laughs) thing to do. But he's also, like, scraping the middle of his tongue, which to me is the grossest part. Like, you get closer to the back, and that is nasty town. Do not touch that part of your tongue. Yeah, it's gross. Throughout the day, that part gets... It just gets worse as the day goes yeah. on. And sometimes it, it, it you brush your teeth and your tongue halfway through the day because you're so sick of that shit. And, and this boy is rubbing it all over his eyes? Yeah, that I mean, he's going to get pink eye, and that's his decision. <laughs> that's consequences, bud. That's <laughs> science class. We should be Ooh. so lucky. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think they did a really good job of showing Lee Baum's reaction to finding out her husband is cheating, like, constantly kudos to these two actresses they are so good at playing these two very different characters and we can complain for days about how stereotyped they both are but it shows such stark contrast when they go back and forth and these actresses are making it so believable so easy to follow I genuinely forget that they're not switching souls 
all the time because they're so good at pretending they are and like being Lee Bomb in that scene and just like crying behind a door was so sad. Oh my gosh. Devastating. (laughs) Devastating because you remember that scene that I ranted about in the first episode where she's like, marriage is about love and two people holding hands, walking towards eternal happiness together. And I'm like, bleh, I disagree. But, (laughs) uh, you know, that's the stereotype. That's the character who she is. And to see that image shattered is like, oh, bud. And then on top of that, to know that someone else knew and used it for her own gain instead of telling you is like, okay, so I've lost maybe three of the most important people in my life. Of, of four. Three of four. And in a I way, have a small daughter. It's hard because her daughter, I mean, like, that's her family broken as well. That is yeah. her daughter having to split time between parents and also having to navigate a divorce while you're switching between bodies <laughs> would not wish that on anyone no i don't know that that's what she will decide i hope it is or maybe we'll still have the cia kill the husband i don't know who's to say not me i don't know I- i'm I not the writer i could they be. have that power though yeah <laughs> Let's just use it for good, guys. Yeah, I think it's time we turn around and uh, do something good for once, CIA. CIA? Let's kill this cheating husband. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't see her going the divorce route, but, you know, I think I at least, and probably this is from society, have come to think of divorce as this, like, entity this thing that either people would participate in or not, like, takes a certain type, but, like, that's not it. It's just something that happens. It is... Anyone can go through it. So I can't say, like, Lee Bomb's not the type to get divorced. Because that's not true. That's not how it works. Like, sometimes he cheats on you with your best friend, so... So we'll see. I won't make any guesses. I just want him to die. <laughs> and we'll keep hoping for that. That would be easiest and on Lee Bomb, I think. The nail can drive him home in his coffin. <laughs> Boom, full Brought circle. It back. Full circle. You're welcome. <laughs> if you want to share any of your favorite incorrect idioms with us, <laughs> you can email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear them. Absolutely. That would be my dream. If you have never emailed us before and you never want to email us again, even though you're welcome to continue emailing us, but if if, if this is just a one-off, please email me your favorite incorrect idiom because that would be the best. Um, <laughs> we also, if you wanted to listen to our episodes on our website we have them up there or you can sign up for our newsletter there you can find a link to our patreon our website is playonk.com yeah if you want to hit our patreon directly to give us your love and support we would appreciate it so so much it's patreon.com slash playonk 
Yeah, and then we are on a couple of social media platforms, both Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, we are at PlayOnK. On Instagram, we are at PlayOnK Podcast. Pop over there, give us a follow, chat with us, talk to us about K-dramas, see what content we're posting. We sometimes do little announcements, so it's a good place to find us. Yeah, and finally, we are on some streaming platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, blueberry and spotify and if you can if you're listening on one of those please rate and review us as it would mean so much to us but also it would help us be found by new listeners who would get our podcast out there and we would appreciate it endlessly thank you thank you yes thank you so much and i think that just about wraps it up yeah we'll see you guys next week for the next four hours eight episodes of Spring Turns to Spring. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.